this is ripped right from the pages of a really thrilling novel. Sadly, it's reality. We've got a career American diplomat, a guy that has been lauded, uh, a stellar career, now revealed as a spy for the communist government of Cuba. And this is shaping up to be one of the biggest infiltrations that we've seen in decades. WJR Senior News Analyst Marie Osborne joining us this morning with the story. Uh, and, and yeah, it, it, is, it is a page-turner, and it also depleted the security of our country. Yeah, sadly, it's true, Guy. 73-year-old Manuel Rocha flew under the radar for 40 years. He has been charged now with serving as a secret agent for Cuba, a scheme prosecutors say was one of the most brazen, long-running betrayals in the history of the U.S. Foreign Service. Prosecutors say Rocha was engaged in the criminal activity since at least 1981. He had previously served in top posts in Bolivia and other posts in Italy, Honduras, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic. He also worked as a Latin America expert for the National Security Council. He was arrested at his Miami home. The Justice Department did not disclose how Rocha came to the attention of Cuba's intelligence operatives in the first place. Cuba, by the way, has a long history of sophisticated intelligence services that are able to target government officials who can be flipped. The Rocha case relies on what prosecutors say were his own admissions made over the last year or so to an undercover FBI agent posing as a Cuban intelligence operative. He bragged to the undercover agent about his long service as a Cuban mole in the State Department and praised Cuban leader Fidel Castro, calling him Comandante. He met with the undercover agent at a church in an outdoor food court in downtown Miami and he also arrived at this at these meetings after employing evasive movements on his route. Prosecutors say that was classic counterintelligence tradecraft, as taught by the Cuban spy masters. Guys, at his first court appearance yesterday, he sat handcuffed, crying, and was ordered held pending a bond hearing later this week. And now we understand there may be more charges coming after some, the prosecutors present more information. I got to tell you, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland mm -hmm. was as upset yes. as I've, I've seen yeah. him. He that. is the most mild-mannered guy. <laughs> he says, this is the biggest mole we've ever seen. For over 40 years, Rocha acted as a covert agent of the Cuban government. To that end, the complaint alleges Rocha sought out employment with the U.S. government that would provide him with access to non-public information and the ability to affect U.S. foreign policy. Yeah. How do you assess the damage from that? Oh, wow. I think that it's going to take forever to unravel just exactly what information he gave out and to whom and the implications of that. I mean, I think that this is going to take a long time. It's going to take lots of people to figure this out. And how it may have influenced American policy. Absolutely. Especially, yeah, especially since we had such a frosty relationship with Cuba mm -hmm. for so very, very long. And um, we know that we don't have a good history with Cuba, obviously. So this this was vitally important. I also wondered, did he know or did this impact? You know that we've had foreign <laughs> service um, stationed in Cuba who had uh, issues with uh, these um, uh, health issues. And so I wondered... 
Does he have info on that? Did he provide information to them for that? We don't know. I wonder what alerted them to even start looking at this guy after all this time. Yeah, they didn't say, Jamie. They they were kind of tight-lipped. I don't know. Maybe you heard something, Guy. But He got away with it for 40 years. So what does that say about our counter-espionage? Yes, and then there's that. But in terms of how he was found out... Uh, they they don't they're not disclosing that the Justice Department is not saying that and I think what they're doing is just trying to um, you know maybe they're just still trying to keep to build their case before they present all the documents and get all of the charges against this guy. He's not even more. Cuban. He's Colombian. No. Oh no. Yes, he's Colombian, and he was born in Colombia and then grew up in New York City. And by the way, he went to he had degrees from Yale, Harvard, and Georgetown before he joined the Foreign Service in 1981. So this is a well, well-educated uh, individual who was educated here in the United States. So he's he's in court yesterday and he's crying. <laughs> yes. Really? Well, of, yes. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Uh, fascinating story, uh, and we'll see where it takes us. Somewhere there's going to be a a, a, a very shrewd counter-espionage agent that just said something was wrong and went undercover. I think on Instagram is what what I had read and contacted him. And that's how part of this began. That's how it broke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Marie Osborne. Thanks, guys. Um, Speaking of page turners and thrillers, one of the biggest of the last 10 years was a book called I Am Pilgrim. It was a bioterrorism written by a guy named Terry Hayes. We've been waiting for a sequel. Our family read it. One of the best thrillers I've read. We've been waiting for a sequel for almost eight years. And I talked to some folks in the publishing industry about why it hasn't come. It's coming on in February of, of next year. Okay. So it's coming now. Well, it's a bioterrorism thriller. Not only did they think it was kind of maybe bad timing with COVID, but they there's speculation that they found out, kind of like Tom Clancy, he knew things he wasn't supposed to, to know, know and was putting them in books in a fictionalized account and that some intelligence folks said, uh, okay. Hold on a second. We, yeah. we, we, we need to know where did you get you that? Know. Where'd you get that from? If this is just the product of your imagination, you've got not only a fertile imagination, but maybe, uh, yeah. So it's very interesting the the fact that this book was postponed. Uh, but you love this I Am Pilgrim book. He gets all excited know, talking about it. Yes, it's, I, it's, it's yeah. It's, should I get this for my dad for Christmas? Uh, well, you'd have to. Oh, for Wait I Am Pilgrim, February. absolutely. Okay. Oh, it's, the original, the, yeah, the first one, absolutely. Okay, one of the best. Also, uh, really quickly here, a research paper is going to drop from a University of Michigan team today. Do you know that 99% of the pieces of space junk that orbit this Earth are undetectable? Could crash into a satellite at any time or hit the space station or, you know. And it's moving. It's not just floating around. I mean, it's, yeah, it's we're, we're going to learn more from these folks tomorrow. Nick tells me we were trying to get them today, but they've got this the paper that's dropping. But only 1% are detectable. And it's I didn't know be there's this, this much space junk. 170, 170 million pieces of space junk. It's a lot. And it's got to be the size of a softball for them to detect it. Well, they've got a system now out of University of Michigan that can detect something as small as one millimeter in diameter so that they can detect it, track it, and maybe get sent. Well, when are they gonna, how are they going to capture it? I, I, Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> a big fishing net. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's going to be a, a garbage trawler <laughs> that they're going to send up there. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you pick it up without putting your own spaceship at risk. Yeah. But I'm sure there are ways with, with drones and unmanned vehicles that you could do this. In fact, there's a Michigan company that's researching just that. But we hope to learn more 
about that tomorrow. But that's <laughs> I, I just thought it was a a fascinating uh, story. Uh, before we 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 get to break, uh, let's talk a little bit about Jim Leland. Sure. So Jim Leland, of course, heading to the Baseball Hall of Fame. First of all. Uh, I want you to hear how he managed his players in this 24 hours. If you mislead a player, uh, you lose him forever. If you tell him the truth, you lose him for about 24 hours. Isn't that great? Yeah, speak truth to your players. Be upfront with them. They'll produce And they'll you. trust you that way. So, yeah, we'll talk about more about Jim Leland, and I have another great bite from him. But honesty. Honesty exactly. is always the best policy, and he was, you know, if you lead through a sound foundation of good character, mm-hmm. you're going to succeed. Uh, and if you don't, well, you're, you're going to fail. Yep. 7.58 on News Talk 760 WGR. More of your headlines just ahead, and also a new nuke coming to Michigan.